tense build-up to the uh, gunfight, the OK Corral. This is uh, Minute 70 of Tombstone Minute, uh, your minute-by-minute podcast of the movie Tombstone. I'm Rob, and joined, as always, my good friend Joe. I'm here. Uh, So in this minute, Doc sort of wanders off and joins the Earps as they uh, start to get ready for the shootout. Which is a welcomed addition. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, and I'm just gonna say this again: the build-up to this gunfight is. I just, I'm a big fan of these minutes. The yeah, music's I mean, playing. It's, it's, we've have had so many boring. I mean, just we're, whole weeks where we're talking and nothing is happening, and people are just bickering, and it's nice that finally the action is gonna start. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, Mayor Clum, or John Locke from Lost, uh, shows up and tells I Virgil... Still, I still can't believe that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, tells Virgil that the cowboys are waiting for them behind the lot of the OK Corral. Um, and then that's when uh, Doc comes stumbling by. Well, you forgot the best part. Well, what am I missing? Where, where Wyatt just goes, thank you, Mayor. Like, real <laughs> sarcastic. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> That's right. And then Doc comes up and they said, what are you doing out of bed, Doc? Um, I, 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 he, so Doc says five people came to his room telling him about the Clantons and the McLaurys showing up, right? I would love to know who those people are. That's what I'm wondering. Who are the five? Let's think about this. The bartender at the Oriental. Oh, so Milt? Milt came by. Okay. Um... I'm gonna say either Virgil, Virgil, and or Morgan's women. Oh, so Allie one and or two um, others. Okay, I'm gonna assume Mayor Clum went up there too. Yeah. What did Behan go up there? Or no, because he's on the cowboy side. Yeah, he wouldn't. Um, let's see. Did and, uh, did Mister Fabian? <sighs> did I say it right? Uh, I could see. Um, <laughs> no, for real. Did I say it right? Uh, yeah, Mr. Fabian. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. I could. Good. I could also see Josephine going up there to tell him to try to protect Wyatt, get Doc on his side. Yeah, but as we find out later, she's currently hanging out with uh, Behan. Uh, yeah. True. Um, getting... <laughs> let's see. Candy Bob. Candy Bob. <laughs> Candy Bob's concerned. <laughs> he showed up. Um. I actually was doing Frank Stallone. I, he's got he's got the knife still in him. I I did some research on the McLaurys a while ago, and I didn't really find out anything that interesting. But I did learn that uh, there was a uh, stagecoach that was robbed on the Sandy Bob line. So there's Sandy Bob again. <laughs> He'd stop the security. Yes. Yeah, that should be the, our job and choose your own adventure. To protect Perfect. Sandy Bob's uh, wagon line. <laughs> so, um, so then Morgan asks what they should do. <clears throat> That's a good question for him. It is a good question, and it's a fair question to ask, I think, in this situation. Yeah. Um, and Wyatt, once again, is totally correct here. He's flipped a switch and has gone from someone who never makes a decision to starting to, uh talk logically through this stuff he suggests waiting until the liquor wears off and they lose interest 
Yeah. Seems like good advice, Joe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why do you have to go now? Just go I mean, later and find them for having guns in town. I mean, essentially, that's what's happened, right? Is these cowboys got mad. They threw one in jail to sober up. Then they came back later that day, and they're just essentially hanging out in a parking lot waiting to cause trouble and, like, just not having anyone go over there so they get bored is seems like the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny. We're just like, wait till the headaches kick in. It's just like, you know, you think about every day where you were day drinking and it, yeah. it gets in the early evening hours. You're like, oh, boy, I'm getting pretty fatigued. <laughs> Time to go. Time to lay down. Sports are no longer as compelling as they were earlier in the day. <laughs> this this couch is more and more interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, unless the only thing that they should have had is like whoever owns the area around the OK Corral, like coming up and being like, "Get those guys out of there!" But right now, it's just there's no compelling public interest to go there and start a gunfight. Nope, none, none at all. Um. So then Virgil responds to this logic by uh, Wyatt by saying, they are threatening our lives. <laughs> like, not right now they aren't. He's like the guy that, that <laughs> like the people that are writing in uh, to the Milwaukee newspaper saying how the police refusing to do high-speed chases is just allowing crime to flourish. And the cops he... are just like, no, you know what? Actually driving 70 or 80 miles an hour through city streets is super dangerous. So some things you just have to let go. Virgil is Virgil is an internet commentator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like it's like, well, do we know who they are? Yes. Are they threatening public safety? Not really, unless we go there and start shooting bullets at them. Yeah. Well, so then Wyatt says like, you know, good luck making that stick. And then Virgil's response is, they are carrying guns. <laughs> yeah, and this this lawless relatively speaking town mm-hmm. what what a silly fight to pick it's unbelievable and it's entirely virgil's fault yep um like i you know I, I agree with our our uh previous huckleberry tom that you know gun control makes sense but this is this is stupid <laughs> this is such a dumb thing to do uh especially when they act, so the, they said earlier today we're gonna get start a fight with you guys yep yep they should have just like the Europe should have just like gone to a different town for a day or just went on a trip just go, go into the oriental and play cards yeah <laughs> just do something else do whatever else you normally do spend time with your wives <laughs> well wyatt spent some time with maddie just recently. Yeah, he gave her a look <laughs> as he grabbed his gun. <laughs> Ran off. Uh, oh, my God. The, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but whatever her name is. Uh, we're going to need you today. Oh, which scene are we doing? The one where you glare at him while he gets his gun. Oh, do I have any lines? No. Nope. Well, you do, but we're probably going to cut him out. <laughs> so, why? once again, makes sense here. He says that's a misdemeanor. Uh, he mentions that things go wrong and, you know, he does say things go wrong and you'll have cowboys coming around looking for trouble from here to Christmas. He likes to make Christmas references. Well, I, until today, had always assumed it was some St. Nick reference (laughs) of some kind. What? 
<laughs> I was oh, like, man. why? Where's, where's the button where I get Rob in here? The other Rob. <laughs> oh, man. I, got, I, forgot I, was like, install, I forgot to install that Chrome add-on. <laughs> I was like, why would he? Why does he always be like, you know, we'll have it. Like, I thought he was saying, like, we'll have people from here to the North Pole coming down. You're insane. <laughs> It turns out that Christmas is just like a city that's like like when you were in high school English miles. did you just write insane essays about <laughs> symbolism in those books that you're reading like what on earth <laughs> I don't know I uh, I you know what we need to do I don't want it I just as a public service we need to do a Mulholland Drive minute just to listen to you try to put that movie together <laughs> That movie's not meant to be put together. But you're especially poorly equipped. <laughs> I, to I, be fair, I have no idea what's going on in that movie. Beyond, like, what everybody says. Yeah. So so you always knew that Christmas was just another town? I, <laughs> I mean, like... What do you I, think he meant? I, I I guess I I'll be I'll be honest here. I I guess maybe if if he is for sure referencing another town, I didn't interpret it that way. I just interpreted it as a, like Christmas is a long ways away time wise, you know. So that like from we'll be dealing with this for a long time. I just thought there'd be a bunch of elves with red sashes. Just <laughs> Will Ferrell like pops up around the corner in his elf costume, pushes carries his gun because he doesn't care. Well, they don't care just, about law and order. He has a candy cane gun. <laughs> so uh, Wyatt asks him if it's worth risking it. And uh, and Virgil says, damn right, I'll risk it. They're breaking the law. Well, I mean, when your life is as miserable as Virgil's obviously is, your life doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, what happened to that guy earlier in the movie? He was kind of fun. Yeah, he. I think he he's, he shared that stagecoach with Morgan. He was having Morgan fun at the, at the at the where the the professor that throws that catches things. <laughs> professor Gilman, I've seen this guy before. He maybe catches him and things. His, maybe him and his girl got in a fight that night because ever since that scene, he's super grumpy. You mean since they left they left the uh, the birdcage for the the okay, theater? You know what? It's all coming to get Rob. Are you ready? Okay, it's all coming together. All right, here's what happened. Okay, so they left the birdcage. Wyatt and Morgan went to work. Virgil's lady friend took them home for them to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to say it, <gasps> there's some performance issues. Oh, no. And, he, and because old Saddlebags Malone wasn't there with his uh, single-serve Viagra packets <laughs> and his saddlebags, <laughs> Virgil was unable to um to fulfill his marital impulse and uh, he's feeling extremely inadequate and now he's itching for a fight to sort of prove his virility and manhood that's why prove his, that, prove that explains everything so he wants to prove he can get his gun off still yeah the gun is obviously a frequently mm-hmm. a phallic symbol in film and he mm-hmm. had a bad night hey it happens well I mean, I wouldn't know. People tell me it happens, and when old saddlebags isn't around to give you that that Viagra pack, yeah, what are you gonna do? So, so now he, the whole rest of the movie is basically him trying to compensate for that. So essentially, what's happened is 
if and I I think you're, you're onto something here. What we're saying is, the the gunfight, the OK Corral occurred because of erectile dysfunction by Virgil Earp. Yeah, obviously. And if I mean, listen, that's as good of a reason as we've been presented. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't like it? Come up with a better explanation for why he's marching them down there into a certain gunfight. <laughs> With drunk dorks <laughs> who have been too afraid of the, to fight them the entire... That's an, I guess that's the next most reasonable thing is Virgil is like, these guys have been too scared to do anything this whole move. Well, it's, I guess to him it's not a movie. This yeah. whole time we've been here, they've backed down from every single fight. Let's go down there and teach them a lesson. Now, that line of logic, that makes sense to me. But he does not say that at all at any point. This no, is like a life or death thing for him. He doesn't say that, but that that would be if he did say it, I'd be like, yeah, he's right. What are they so worried about? Those guys are cowards. Yeah. Although although Curly Bill might have been a coward, and you know what was what did Fred White have to worry about? Poor they they got old Fred White. Yeah, uh, I mean, but Fred White is a doddering old man. Yeah. Well, Virgil, maybe maybe this is. Let's what, not compare Virgil to Fred. Well, White. now that he's having this bedtime issue. He might be thinking, "This is this is next. This is what happens to me next. I turn into Fred White." Man, I don't know. I think there's a lot of morale. I think there's a lot of mortality and thoughts of death and uh, a lot going on with Virgil. There is, um, poor guy. Man, if only we knew. If only we knew now. Well, if only we knew then what we know now. <laughs> We could have saved a lot of lives just if, if you and I were if, there. If in the Old in. West they would have had Viagra, what, that <laughs> it would have could been be, so much more peaceful. It ends up being like a great, like, what would you do if you had a time machine? Well, I'd get some Viagra and give it to Virgil Earp so the fight at the OK Corral never happened. <laughs> yeah, or Cialis. Yeah, they, they already use those cool bathtubs in the Old West. All you got to do is find another That's... one to put right next to it. Those Cialis bathtubs. Uh, I never understood the whole double bathtub date thing. Yeah, I mean that's become almost hacky at this point. Making fun of that, but um, it is super weird. At the end, you can maybe <clears throat> maybe continue your uh, your phallic symbols here. At the end of this, once uh, Virgil makes his point, he spits. Mm-hmm. And punctuates it. He yeah. still has it. That's what he's saying there. I I still got it. Darn tootin'. I love it. I'm a big fan. Um, do you have any other notes for minute 70? My only notes for minute uh, minute 70 was, quotes, thank you, Mayor, LOL. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm just basically, like, I'm, I'm rewatching this movie minute by minute, like, looking for just little tiny flashes of, like, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell. Yeah. And every once in a while, it like peeks through a little bit, and that was one little moment. Thank you, Mayor. I mean, it is silly because they've they clearly have been watching this the whole time, and the mayor shows up to be like, "By the way, the Cowboys showed up." Yeah, they just rode right by. Yeah, like I, we saw them roll through here. <laughs> they were wearing bright yellow jackets and red sashes. <laughs> they said they were going to be here. Oh man. All right. Well, if you have nothing else, I think we can. Uh, I think we can end this week. Yeah. Right. So next week, listeners, mm. here it is. Are you guys ready? It's the shootout at the OK Corral, baby. Yeah. 
It's going to be fun. There, There is... <laughs> and another fantastic Ike moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. really, uh, honestly, like this podcast should just be dedicated to Ike. If we could get any actor, that's who I want. I want the guy who played Ike. Maybe he can come on to promote. I think he's on the, Twitter. Maybe we should. Maybe we should contact him. Yeah, he, he, we can bring him on to promote the next, like the, like the ten new Avatar movies that are coming out. Oh, that's right. He's an Avatar. Yeah, he's it's a pretty big part too. Yeah. <laughs> For listeners, he's the dude. He's like the mean guy with the scar on his face, right? Yeah, I hope we're alive when those Avatar movies come out. <laughs> there's four more of them. Dude, there's four more being released like over the span of six years, I think. They're releasing four more starting three years from now or two years from now. That's oh, unbelievable. I liked Avatar. I, I mean, I had fun when I watched it in the movie theater. It like looked cool. I've, yeah. I can't remember a single character's name. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Well, he's never going to come on now. I mean, well, exact, that's all the more reason why he needs to. <laughs> Remind us what the movie was about. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll reach out to him. We'll see. What we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We'll be back uh, next week with the gunfight. The OK Corral. Woo! It's going to be fun. <laughs>